0: You're now tuned in to Never Jaded Podcast, giving flowers to Asian creators. I'm your host, Robin. And I'm your other host, Kyle.
1: Join us as we get inspired by artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs from all walks of life. And remember everyone, Never Jaded always motivated. Let's
0: get creative. What's good? It's your boy, Robin, back with another episode of the Never Jaded Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. What is good,
1: brother? So everything's good. Another episode. Happy mm-hmm. to be here. Excited.
0: Mm-hmm. How's life been? Uh-huh. I was going to say we have a really good guest, but it's about <laughs> me. I, I, life's been good. Like, it's about all of us, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to sh- give shine to all Asians. You know, and you, you know sure. you're a great Asian yourself. You know, you're doing a lot Thank of you, cool Robin. stuff. You know what I mean? I just want to check in with you, you know?
1: checking in um life's been good you know,
0: we we met up the other week so that was
1: nice as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's good to see you yeah. man you know yeah, for sure and yeah things are going you know getting approved of things um being back in Canada for for a few weeks now or for mm-hmm. a month now so it's been good mm-hmm. got things settled for most part so life life's going still podcasting so
0: <laughs> grateful just the same grind life. different day yeah. right you know what I mean? for sure are you looking are forward you to how am I doing? Man, I've actually been doing pretty good, man. I've been actually like you're you know, like like you, I've been seeing a seeing more of my friends, like starting to see more of my friends again, you know what I mean? So it's been good hanging out with people. Um, but there's been one thing, like, I don't know about you, like you're a little younger than me, you know what I mean? But we're around the same age, but do you feel like your body, like as we get older, you feel like your body's a little more sensitive to stuff? nowadays yes because i'll give you an example like okay so i I, i'm not really a junk food guy okay i eat relatively healthy i'm not perfect but you know i was hanging out with some friends the past weekend and i had a bag of chips okay i bought i don't usually eat chips i bought a bag of chips these were from tnt to asian supermarket so they're like the asian size already small bag you know the asian chips they're already like half Air, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't even have that. I didn't think I had that much chips. I shared the bag, right? Immediately the next day, I have like this canker sore, like right underneath my tongue. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I I used to be able to eat chips all day. Like, what what's going on? Are we just getting weaker as we grow older?
1: I I think that's the case. It's normal. (laughs) It's fine. That's part of growing up, getting old. And I feel you. I feel like my body's getting more sensitive as well. I mean, not having enough sleep. Oh. You think that's
0: it? You think that's the thing we need? No, I more mean sleep? not
1: having enough sleep that makes my body crumble. Mm, that most is true. Like.
0: Yeah, we do need our sleep nowadays. Yeah, you know we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, but we age like fine wine here. Okay, we're Asians. Mm-hmm. Okay, and also
1: even though we're getting old, we love talking about the past too. So, oh,
0: exactly. You yes. Because you know, as we're getting, I'm I'm getting old. You know, and i feel like the stuff you know like when you grow up with things like pop culture you know what i'm saying like like i i can't relate to the kids nowadays you know like mm-hmm. like they like their references are all different from mine so then that's another yeah. thing that we have to deal with uh, when we get older which is mm-hmm. why you know our, our our guest today will be mm-hmm. a very fun person to talk to because you know um Kyle like I've said in other podcasts like I've been discovering so many cool artists creators you know just online from from doing our podcast cuz I'm always in my scouting mode you know like I'm always he looking does. for cool interesting people to talk to and you know um like and we've interviewed other podcasters on our the show there's been so many interesting shows I've been discovering online you know and today is no different our guests today you know i just i don't know i randomly uh uh stumbled upon their podcast you know as i said I'm a, I'm a i'm a i'm a fan of pop culture you know i like i like music i like art i like film fashion you know and today's guests their uh, their show is kind of giving flowers to the classics you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and as a as a as a, f- a fellow fan you know like I I just want to nerd out with her about yes. about these things so you know um without further ado let's just bring her on the show so we can talk about it welcome to the show Christina Trong. how's it going
2: good how are you guys
0: pretty good Been pretty great good. how are you doing
2: not bad I mean, I feel like every time someone asks that question in the last, like, year and a half, there's always, like, a caveat or something. (laughs) Before you used to ask, how's it going? You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, fine. And Mm -hmm. that was it. But now it's like, I feel like I need to explain more or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Has life been a lot different? Like, has there been a lot of adjustments for you in the past couple years, Um, you know?
2: mm, Yes and no. I've been Mm -hmm. working from home for, like, four or five years already anyways oh so wow that,
0: okay. That part, okay
2: yeah that friend oh. hasn't really changed um but now my husband is home as well
0: so oh. that part <laughs>
2: has but yeah. it also helped us to launch the podcast finally mm-hmm. that we had been mm-hmm. talking about for years about doing and mm-hmm. then um it was just like let's do this
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. well like i said like i i when I was doing a quick dive on Christina and, and her profiles, I noticed that, you know, other than a podcast, you do do a lot of other stuff, you know, that's very interesting yeah. as well. We'll talk <laughs> about it. So without, you know, I don't want to butcher your resume, you know yeah. what I mean? So um, why don't you um, sure. give the audience like a quick introduction of who you are and and what is it that you're about? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um. You know what? I don't even know. I feel like I'm kind of at, this next phase where i'm trying to move on to something else mm-hmm. and it's funny that you guys were talking about like getting older and stuff cuz um i remember when i was 25 i was finishing last year of university and I was just like, man, I'm so behind in life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in this like dead end relationship. I haven't even finished school yet. I'm supposed to be married with a career and <laughs> at, at house by now at 25. Right. And here mm-hmm. I am thinking that, you know, when you're young, you just feel like everything is so like 30. Oh my God, it's so old. But so now, like, I just turned. Forty-two in September.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so now I'm kind of like, oh, what? Are, what's next? And you know, if you just told me back then that at forty-two I'd be moving on to like another stage of my career. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's so old. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm basically. um So I've been a, a web developer. That was my career path in the last since like li- early two thousands. About two thousand six, I got into it. um So it was like a very typical career path. I got started just working at different jobs, agencies, and kind of like junior developer, senior developer, (laughs) that sort of thing. And then I kind of like fell into teaching. Um, And then in the last four years ago, I decided to um, just go off on my own. So that was when I started moving more into teaching web development rather than um, like working as a web developer. I tried to freelance for a little while, but I found that I enjoyed the teaching side of it more than working (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like typical like I just I was like you know this nine to five lifestyle is just it's not for me anymore because I was at the stage in my career where it was like either I go into management is sort of like the next career move up and I was like I don't really want to do that either and so I started teaching web development for a while and now I've been able to do that online so that's pretty much my day job still uh, so, but I've been teaching remotely. Um, most of my big courses are on the LinkedIn learning platform. So that has given me the flexibility to try to move on to sort of this next phase, which is basically being, I don't know, a creator, I guess that's what I'm trying <laughs> to so creators. Yep, creator. So that's where the podcast comes in um and then I'm also trying to explore like more creative things like Mm -hmm. um digital illustration we have me and my husband on top of the uh, podcast we also have like an online store which is where you know our creative ideas can come I'm actually wearing this is our logo it's called nothing but a tea nothing but a tea thing (laughs) so um this is our little crown logo to go with it so we that's just a place for us to like when we get ideas like, oh, wouldn't this be cool if it was on a Mm -hmm. t-shirt or something? And then, so we throw it on there. So we're both kind of um, trying to explore just more creative pursuits. So yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So, mm -hmm. and I'm still incorporating, uh, you know, my former career sort of current um, with like, I have a YouTube channel for all my code stuff called Decoded by Christina. So I'm still doing that. But now that I'm creating my own videos and stuff as well, that also gives me um, just a little more like creative work as well, even though I'm still doing the coding stuff.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So wow. many things. So many cool things. <laughs> I feel like it's just the, the norm nowadays, you know, like we're just doing, we're not like focused on one thing. We just kind of right. like have all our passions that we just pursue. Yeah right um but i want to bring it back to your to your podcast you mm-hmm. know um they reminisce over you podcast is the name and um what my understanding is you like you you're, you guys are trying to give flowers mm-hmm. to the classics yes uh whether it's music mm-hmm. a, a film you know uh anything pop in pop culture yeah. related mm-hmm. right um it and you know as a kid, I you know I I am a hip hop I'm a hip hop kid, you know, I grew Man. up like B-boying, breakdancing, you know, mm-hmm. like I was very heavy in, into the scene, you know. I always thought, you know, I cuz everywhere I go, I'm the Asian that's like, you oh. know, that mm. culture nerd, you know, like right. that's like hip to the culture. But <laughs> when I listen to y'all, uh-huh. uh, y'all content, I'm like, yo, these guys way more into it than me you know what I mean like you know I thought you know I thought I was like high level but y'all like on some next like you know y'all go in so um have you always been like into um uh uh, the culture like how how, 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 like what were you like as a kid like were you into the music and stuff like that
2: oh yeah definitely so I grew up in the 90s so that was Mm -hmm. my my formative years was in the 90s (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um I started I mean I Around and if you listen to the podcast, I say this all the time. I do talk about this all the time. <laughs> but I started like I, before. I would just sort of listen to whatever my older sisters would listen to, mm-hmm. and then maybe when I was around like 10 11 was when I started to form my own interests and likes when it came to music. But it was most of the time I'd listen to the radio. I'd listen to like top forty music and stuff. So whatever was mm-hmm. you know popular mm-hmm. like nineteen ninety, I I kind of listened to top forty. But once we got to around like ninety. 91 92 93 that's where I like zoomed in I was like I like R&B and hip-hop that was where I was like okay this feels more than just like this feels like something to me Mm -hmm. and part of it I think for me was just where I grew up um you know there wasn't there wasn't a lot of people of color in general not just asians but just like in general at the time oh,
0: really okay yeah. yeah
2: and like hip-hop and r&b it was popular but it isn't the way it is now where like hip-hop mm-hmm. and r&b is basically pop music right yeah and so i think for me at the time it almost felt a little bit rebellious mm-hmm. and it felt like well if i'm not gonna fit in with these kids and stuff anyways like I'm going to find something that feels good to me. I want to find something that feels like it was made for me. So it was almost like a secret society almost. <laughs> because it was and, like, and it
1: pisses your parents off probably. Yeah.
2: Too. <laughs> but like, it just kind of felt like I have something that's for me now, instead of trying to like fit in with everyone else, I feel like I have something that's for me. And that's how the music had always felt to me.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: again this might just be the the old head in me but it was just like I guess because like when you start to like form these interests when you're young you have a lot of nostalgia and a lot of feelings associated with the music so I definitely have that like oh these kids don't know good music anymore like I definitely <laughs> That's go hilarious. into those yeah. phases because yeah. so, I'm like I grew up with Jodeci I grew up yeah. with you know like Nineteen ninety four Nas, I grew up yeah. in, like you know like through the G funk era. I like I'm like I had all these things and you know and it you
1: just, have the like, golden era. Yeah, yeah,
2: like so basically it was like the the second wave. Like I was too young to get into the, the initial wave in the eighties, but then I caught that like
0: mm-hmm.
2: that 94, 95 golden era. Yeah
0: so 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 is that true you're a little snobby with like say the newer (laughs) culture because like because like i'm i'm 33 right now right so i feel like you know um i'm the generation after you you know what i mean So you're
2: kind of like you're you you're old enough to know what i'm talking about but you're young enough to still like (laughs) yeah that's why
0: like when i talk to people you know older because a lot of friends are older than me right um and they're kind of like you like Oh, like, you know, my era is the best, you know, like right. the other, they don't even compare. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I came up in the early two thousands, right? Right. So my thing, you know, like I as a little kid, like, yes, I got the little bit of like the golden era, you know, right. like like the grimy uh hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. But then I grew up in like the jiggy era, you know? So yeah. like <laughs> uh, so my so 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 that's why like my perspective is is, mm-hmm. is a little weirder because I appreciate the new kids. Right. Um, I, I actually still do appreciate mm-hmm. the new kids because like I remember like people hating on my music you know like <laughs> they're like oh you know 50 Cent is not good Little right. John is corny you know what I mean uh-huh. but then, so it's like yeah. I've been through that right. you know so it's like so I feel like that made me a little more yeah. open um, yeah uh, but but you're, so you're telling me you, you, you don't really rock you, you with like uh, a lot of the that. new stuff <laughs> I find
2: that the newer stuff that I listen to tends to be more R&B Hip hop. Mm, um, yeah. With hip hop, it's like there's like a few songs and stuff here and there, or there's artists that you know I like them, but not enough to just actually sit down and listen to them, the album more than once. Like, I might try it out. like For example, mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion, mm, I think okay. she's great, but I don't really just sit around and listen to her music. Like, no, no reason <laughs> in particular. Like, it, yeah. I don't even know why. Like, when but, I hear it, it doesn't sound bad to me.
1: Yeah, I just but- do you kind of feel though (laughs) we're not really in the day in the era of like listening to the full album anymore it's just definitely the the single so that's why it makes sense that you're not going to just listen to the her whole album like that But the thing
2: is i think I still hold on on to those old habits of um, listening to an entire album. Like, I definitely am singles driven because I stream music and stuff. But if I find an artist that I like, I'm like, oh, I like this song. And maybe Mm -hmm. if I see a second song, oh, i like this one too. Then I'll actually just look them up and try out a whole album and see how that sounds. So I do Mm -hmm. do that. But at the same time, I think because it's so easy for me to just put on what I want to listen to that it makes me much lazier to discover new music because yeah. I'm like, why do I need to try out something new when at a click of a button, I could listen to <laughs> all my old favorites all the time. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So, here's another question. Here's another question then. Um How do you feel the, about the direction of say even just hip hop, you know, like, cause you know, nowadays, uh i don't even know what you would call it now is it still mumble rap or is it like the more <laughs> melodic stuff right you know, yeah like, like like these kids are bringing it to these weird places um mm-hmm. are you are you more because even like you know um like i said i was in breakdancing you know like breakdancing right. is very um because they were exploited in the 80s so uh you know in the 90s the, the resurgence like all the ogs kind of was really protective of it so mm-hmm. uh, uh um but in hip-hop there's not really like that so like you're kind of have the free reins to like explore Um mm-hmm. so how do you feel like the direction with the music is going is it still hip-hop or do you consider it like it's mm-hmm. not even hip-hop anymore and it's kind of its own thing you know
2: i think that it still is hip-hop but i also think mm-hmm. that pop is hip-hop or hip-hop oh. is hip-hop.
3: okay hip-hop oh, okay. has
2: become popular music yes and yes. even you have um like popular artists that aren't hip-hop artists that still borrow from it, like Ariana Grande. Or, mm-hmm. like, everything just feels hip-hop influenced, even if it isn't. Yeah. Or there's yeah. you know, the the rapper feature, which has yeah. always happened. Like, you've always had, like...
1: Ja Rule with Kilo. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: even way back in, like, the 80s and the early 90s and mm-hmm. stuff, you would have, like, that rapper feature or whatever. Mm. But I think because hip-hop itself has become popular music, it is still hip hop, but it's also pop now. And it's like, I feel like hip hip hop music now is popularity driven. Whereas before Mm -hmm. it was music for people who were in the margins. Mm -hmm. So you made music for yourself and for your people. Mm-hmm. Right. But now, because it's popular music, you're making it for a popular audience. And so, mm-hmm. um, to, to kind of bring it back to one of our episodes on Air Minnesota, we kind of touched on this when we were talking about Usher, because we were saying mm-hmm. how, like, his first couple albums had a particular sound. And then when Confessions came out mm-hmm. and it blew up, mm-hmm. and he became sort mm-hmm. of like from an R&B star into a worldwide star. And you could hear how his music changed in the, the albums after that, because now he's making music for a wider audience. Yeah. And you can even see that with like um Pitbull. Mr. World <laughs> world <laughs> <Live,
3: laughs> Worldwide <laughs> is,
2: is way different from Mr. Worldwide. You know, mm-hmm. he went from wearing like triple X jerseys to, you know, fitted white suits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that you can, even though it is still hip hop, when your audience is now the world, rather than your your people that's gonna affect the sound the motivation um yeah that's back to the sound we don't really have regional sounds anymore because it is worldwide so whatever is popular Mm -hmm. let's say drake is popular so now if i want to be the next popular rapper i'm going to try to sound like drake or i'm going to try to sound like X, whatever whereas before it was like new york ra- rapper sounded like this down south mm-hmm. rapper sounded like that you know like everyone sort of had this regional sound and now there's not you don't really have that anymore
0: yeah it's probably because of the internet right because everything yeah. is so fast right yeah right? you don't you don't give it that the internet so is really the region incubate yeah. <laughs> and develop that sound regionally right so
2: yeah, yeah and so now yeah the region is the world <laughs> so yeah, yeah.
0: But let's bring it back to like when you on your when you were coming up, like, cause you know, um, in the early '90s, there wasn't like internet was still not like popping off like that. Oh so, no! <laughs> so how did you like? Oh, first of all, how did you even discover uh, right. uh, the this genre? Like that, mm-hmm. like you. It sounded like you discovered it on your own, but like, yeah. How how did you even find this, and and how do you yeah. keep up with like? new artists at that time
2: (laughs) so at the time and I think this was also part of the fun where I was saying it kind of felt like this was like a thing for me to discover that was part of the fun Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so internet didn't really become like I think I got internet around like 97 98 but it was like Mm -hmm. dial up and Mm -hmm. like you would look up stuff but you it would take like an hour to download (laughs) like yeah I don't know like a minute so I mean you had to make an effort. And I think that also makes a difference with how music sounds too, because mm-hmm. it requires effort. So, so if you become a popular artist, it's because a lot of people put that effort in to find you, to physically go to a store and buy it. So the way I discovered it was just listening to the radio. Um, so I was growing up in BC at the time, but we would get a Seattle radio station. And so I would, and and like sometimes you find like these little random college stations, and they would play like more of like the underground stuff, or maybe like less radio friendly. So I would just kind of like, and then back then, as I was saying, like hip hop and R and B wasn't as popular as now. So on Much Music, I remember they used to play Rhapsody once a week for an hour a week. Mm -hmm. And so I would get my fix there and then they would play Extend-A-Mix, which is like R&B, hip hop and house. And they used to play that, like, I think it was once a week. So I would just like wait for those little spurts. Rhapsody ended (laughs) up playing, after it got a little more popular, Rhapsody would come on for like 30 minutes from Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's when I would like, try to like get whatever I could and hear whatever I could. So it was basically those two shows and just trying to find, listen to these like random radio stations and stuff. And yeah, you would just find the few artists you like, you pool your little money together and (laughs) go buy a CD or two. And back then, oh man, I, those columbia house bmg anyone these old heads you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> you could get like 10 cds for a penny it's like a subscription service and they would send cds to you and stuff so i would sign up myself i'd sign up my brother-in-law i signed up my dad my mom <laughs> and then i would just that's how i would discover music sometimes i would hear like one or two songs from an artists and just buy the cd mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and so i had like a a pretty good cd collection then we had our little booklets and stuff i still have them in the storage but which i've been someday i'll take them out take pictures and put them on instagram and stuff but that's how <laughs> you had to just risk it and mm-hmm. buy a cd <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. i wonder if a lot of people listening are like what's going what are they talking about yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. So it required a lot of effort and so I think you have that investment in in the artist too. And so, I mean, I definitely bought Duds off of like one single or your favorite artist would release a a new album and you would just go out and buy it. You maybe heard a single, maybe not, but you're like, oh, I love this person. I'm just going to go buy it. Yeah, and just get surprised <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: what what was it about hip-hop and r&b that kind of enticed you though you know because there, you know yeah. like you, you say you want to have your own style but like mm-hmm. again there's so many uh right. different genres of music so what was it what was the um, appeal to um r&b and hip-hop
2: i think i mean i just liked the way it sounded mm-hmm. and i think um i think for me Because, you know, back then, we really didn't see a lot of Asians uh, in media, and we still don't now, Mm -hmm. but we have a lot more representation now than back then. So I think for me, even just the physical representation, I'm like, this feels closest to me. I know we're not the same. That's true, yeah. (laughs) I remember... So the Belle Bid DeVoe video for Poison. And okay, misogyny aside, the girls
3: in the video. So the, okay, they have
2: the girls in the video. And looking back at it now, I'm like, these girls look like prostitutes. Because they have them on the street <laughs> in the dark. And they're just kind of standing on the yeah. doors, wiggling and stuff. And so I remember there was this one girl. So I was like, you know, I wasn't, I was not a skinny kid. And I wasn't fat either, but you know, when you're young and people are like, oh, you're chubby, blah, blah, blah. So I mm-hmm. was very self-conscious about that. Mm-hmm. I remember in that Poison video, one of the girls, she was short and she had big legs and they was zoomed up <laughs> her legs <laughs> with the camera. I was like, she's short and she has big legs like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember watching that and like, not thinking about like, oh, should women be portrayed like this? But the way I looked at it, I was like, I feel something that makes me feel like that's me even if it's a ah, woman yeah.
1: standing it felt up- seen
2: yeah at the yeah. time and then like you know I like dancing I like the bees I like how it sounded and it just felt closest to to what I wanted to feel or see about myself I guess if that makes mm-hmm. sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's cool. Um did, so did you grow up you you said you grew up in BC you said?
2: Yeah, so I grew yeah. up um in Abbotsford and it's mm-hmm. like 45 minutes or so from Vancouver. Um so it's not really it was a lot smaller when I was growing up there. It's, it's not really a small town but it just um had like a kind of a small town feel and it lacked a lot of diversity and so that's what mm-hmm. made it feel like a small town
0: and when did you (laughs) move to toronto
2: um when i was uh 21 21 that was like 2005 yeah I don't know, something like that (laughs) Or too. I don't because I so I left BC and I went to San Jose, California for a year. Okay, Um, because my sister was living out there at the time. And I was just like, I am ready to leave this town. I need to go somewhere. So I was like, I'm gonna go back to school. My sister was out there at the time. And I, so I was there for a year, but then I was an international student, so it was, like, really, really expensive. So I'm like, okay, so I got to go back to Canada, mm-hmm. going to Toronto. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, because the reason I ask is, um, you know, because we got a lot of culture here, oh. too, you know what I mean, in terms of music, arts, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, how, like, were you up on... Um, uh, Canadian uh, hip-hop yeah. and R&B? You know, like- I
2: was familiar with Canadian hip-hop, but I was definitely listening to a lot more American hip-hop growing up. But, you know, yeah. I knew the Cardinale, Sh- mm, Choclair. Yeah. I remember when I came to, um, when I first moved here and I was at uh, Yorkdale Mall, I saw a Ghetto uh-huh. concert and I was oh, like, nice. hey! <laughs> I know those guys. I've seen them on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, and then the Rascals were from um, Vancouver. So I was familiar with Canadian hip-hop artists, but I'm sad to say, did not really listen to them as much. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think at that time to a lot of um, Canadian hip-hop artists were still like, I mean, it's hard enough for American hip-hop artists at that time to get support and stuff. So imagine being a Canadian yeah,
0: hip-hop, for sure. hip-hop yeah. artist mm-hmm. where
2: there was even less support for hip-hop here, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that Maybe they probably didn't have as much resources and connections as they would now. So mm. music's gonna sound a little mm-hmm. different. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and and before we go on, you mentioned like you grew up in BC and moved to Toronto. <laughs> and Robin loves asking this, so I'm gonna ask. It for him. <laughs> okay. Which which coast is the best coast? East coast or west coast?
2: Uh, definitely, I definitely prefer Toronto culture-wise. <laughs>
1: Finally, Robin. Finally, Robin. Do you
2: prefer Vancouver or West Coast for aesthetics? It's much Mm. prettier and nicer. And I hate that it's so cold here.
0: It is pretty cold here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you
1: mentioned like the culture, what specifically is it so different between East Coast and West Coast that makes you love East Coast so much more?
2: Well, I mean, I've been away from BC for what, like 20 years now or so, almost 20 years. So I don't know, really know what it's like now. But at the time, like I said, there was a lot of, not much diversity. Um, I felt that it was very segregated too. Like we had like basically white, Asian, mostly Chinese and East Indian. But it just felt very segregated. Whereas here... I mean, you can still find like segregated pockets in the city, but mm-hmm. it's just, we're kind of just like, it's here is easier to just, I don't want to say disappear. Cause that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> I don't want to disappear, but it's easier to just like be.
0: Yeah. You're accepted. Like it's like, yeah, like you can you know, find yeah. it,
2: it was easier for me to find my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas when I was growing up over there, it was like, I like, I just kind of had to just take with what I was given, <laughs> like make mm-hmm. do. It just felt like I always had to make do. Whereas here, it's like, okay, I I have choices. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, I, I have one more question about all the pop culture stuff before we move on yeah. to your other stuff. Like, I really want to ask because, you know, uh, uh, again, I don't really talk to a lot of um, fellow Asians that no. are like this, like, they're like, culture geeks you know what i'm saying like you know um so you know as asian kids who grew up with in the culture you know appreciating like black artists uh art music films um you know especially in the past few years you know uh we've seen people get called out like you know like aquafina you know with the with the uh, with the black scent or or or, you know recently there was the jay park he had the the 30 rap posse cut you know and and people were accusing them of of uh appropriation right Right. so um you know i as a kid who did grow up in the culture like you know i never really thought about these things because i was Mm -hmm. just like kind of in it you know like i never like i'm like i'm not i'm not appropriating but then like You know, now when I when I do witness these things, I do sometimes I do have to like look back and kind of reevaluate. Like, okay, am I um, Uh appropriating? You know, because even you know sometimes because like you know when you're boring from uh, uh, the fashion or 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 the slangs, the language, right? Like, Uh you know, sometimes you do have to think about these things. So, you know, um, as a fellow Asian kid who grew up in the culture, like, what's your views on? uh appropriation and uh-huh. um how do we go about like making sure we do pay respects to right. the creators and and the originators?
2: I think it's like it's a really fine line because mm-hmm. I think it also it really boils down to authenticity and intent. And mm-hmm. those things are not easily defined, right? Like you mm-hmm. have um you know people who say oh i didn't mean to do that and mm-hmm. you're like you know you don't talk like that
0: <laughs> right? yeah exactly um yeah.
2: and so i think for me personally i've definitely struggled with this because i never i've i've grown up with that actually when people say you know i would have people say you you talk so white (laughs) whatever and then on the other hand i would have other people say why are you trying to be black because especially as a teenager you know i had like the 90s fashion i had the baggy clothes you know I never but the thing is I think for me it's like I always knew that there was a line that I shouldn't cross and Mm -hmm. so like I would never have like box braids for example (laughs) like you know I'll wear the I'll wear the you know the hockey jerseys and the baby Mm -hmm. jeans or whatever but like you know I'll draw the line I'll I'll try to get the Aaliyah swoop but I'm not (laughs) gonna get my hair braided right and so I think for me it was like I I kind of made sure or at least I hope that I never crossed that line. And then I also had to think about when people were telling me you're too this, you're too that, or you should not be this. I also had to think about who was telling me this, right? Mm -hmm. And so there are some people who are just gonna say that because they just don't understand it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, I'm sure you both know that there's also a lot of inter-ethnicity racism and colorism Mm -hmm. too within Asian culture. So it's sort of like, why would you hang out with black people? <laughs> and so I would get yes. that sometimes from other Asians as well. And so, yeah. um, or it, like people wouldn't find, like because of the way I talk, um, I'm like, just cause I listen to rap music, I'm not going to be like, yo, 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 whatever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, as much as I grew up listening to music, I didn't grow up talking like that or around people who talk like that. Mm. And so people would just automatically assume that maybe like my partner is white. Because we're like, well, the way you talk, your partner's probably not Asian, so it must be white. (laughs) And then I'll meet my partner and be like, ah, (laughs) oh my God, he's black. And then (laughs) um, I think sort of also having the experience of being what I call like black adjacent, I see how people treat me Mm -hmm. when they find out that like, you know, my partner is black or I have a lot of black friends. And then they're like, oh, so are you trying to be black and it's weird Whoa, because really? like I'm the same person that I was before you found all these details, but now mm-hmm. your view of me has changed even though I hadn't changed. And so I think just sort of absorbing how other people react to it made me think, okay, as long as whatever I do is being true to myself and that I am personally um, comfortable with how I represent myself and I do try to be conscious of not like, you know, stepping into over the line of something that's not really mine, then that's all I can do. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. luckily, as far as I know, I don't really, I don't think anyone has really Thought I was appropriating. I don't know. <laughs> but at least no yeah. one's told me to my face. I mean, there, like I said, there's been a few people that say you act to this and to that, but those people's opinions have always been a little bit like those people have said that to me. Their opinions have always been a little clouded by their own judgments of me. But yeah. I don't feel like anybody has seriously said yeah. that to me. And like even like, yeah, I just I think it's just about understanding that everything is not for you which Mm -hmm. is also where appropriation comes in Mm -hmm. uh, is people think that everything is for you just because I like it. So it's mine. I can do whatever Mm -hmm. I want with it. And that's not necessarily the case. Like say, for example, I'm a huge Beyonce fan, but like when formation comes on, I'll enjoy it, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy it like from the sidelines because I know that that song is not for me.
3: Mm -hmm. Like Mm
2: -hmm. it's for me in the sense that I can enjoy her music, but I'm not going to be like, hey, ladies, let's get information (laughs) and Mm -hmm. just like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I understand. Or like Brown Skin Girl or something like there are specific songs that I can enjoy from a supportive sideline point Mm
1: -hmm. of view. And I lie. Yeah.
2: And and also that, too, is like, I just don't you can't like if you want to be like truly part of the culture, then it can't be a big deal you can't mm-hmm. be like i'm an ally. Like, you can't be like i yeah. have black friends, you know. Like you yeah. can't, if you're yeah. going to make these statements then you're not really like if you're so conscious and you're wearing this like a badge then you're not really part of it.
0: Yeah. It can't be performative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, but i like you know, um do you bring us some great points and i think um we do have we we do speak on like a consumer uh perspective, but like you know, even the some of the examples that i brought up when you're someone that's kind of like in entertainment and you're kind of profiting off yeah. the culture like what what's your views on that like how, how mm. do you view like even that jay park situation yeah. because you know it, on one hand it's like yo they are they're just hip-hop kids you know yeah. they, they just love the music and the culture so right. Um, um it I I do feel like they they probably do just genuinely love the culture but right. there is a line and, 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 mm-hmm. and so like how do you feel um when it's like people in entertainment like even with aquafina Aw- like you yeah know, um were you offended by uh, uh these things that happened
2: uh, again, I think it's sort mm-hmm. of it's it's hard to say because um again it's your interpretation of it like I mm-hmm. get why people are are upset with Aquafina, and I get why mm. people are upset with Jay Park with Jay Park I hadn't seen what happened recently but I know there's always you know just because he's like rapping and stuff right? yeah, <laughs> but yeah, when I was first yeah. introduced to him like when I first discovered him he seemed cool like it it didn't seem it didn't to me it didn't feel forced
3: Mm -hmm.
2: um now if he starts dropping in words and stuff then we might have a problem (laughs) and that's where i started like there's the line that you can't Mm -hmm. really cross then that that might be a problem so i haven't seen what happened to him recently but me personally he i just didn't feel like he was his the way he is is forced and Mm -hmm. i and with aquafina when she first came out she to me she just seemed more goofy yeah um and i think i didn't hear that black scent that much mm-hmm. but i do get what people are saying me personally i'm like i don't care but yeah, yeah <laughs> i definitely yeah. do because i think the problem with a lot of um the discussion around this now and i hate saying this but you know there's nuance <laughs> right <laughs> and yeah. so on one hand i definitely understand that she had this this character she kind of like has taken off now that she's like a movie star,
3: mm-hmm. but then
2: you can't get mad at her for not having her black scent in a, a movie mm-hmm. when she's playing a certain character. Like that mm-hmm. is different because now she's an actress in a movie, mm-hmm. but if she talks a certain way in an interview over here, and then talks a certain way in an interview over there, that's different because that's supposed to be her, but mm-hmm. then you can't get mad at an actress for being an actress. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think, Sometimes when we have this discussion, it's kind of like an all or nothing, right? Yeah. yeah. But then that's I saw true. her response. Somebody asked her about it, and she just gave this like, "Well, um, I don't know. That's it." Yeah, that's
0: true. That was pretty. Come
2: on, girl. Like, yeah. people yeah. have been talking about this for how long? You, 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 have you should have an answer. Thought? Yeah. Like, yeah. How have you not given this any thought? Because every time Bruno Mars gets asked a question, he always is like, he's ready with an answer. You know, because he's heard this already. He's thought about this. And I I feel like he's been more thoughtful about how he has portrayed himself and he always gives credit where credit is due, blah, blah, blah. So he's obviously thought about this. With her, it's like, I can't believe you have no answers when this is what all mm-hmm, people have been talking about. Sure. Right? Yeah. How many, at least the last two years, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like after Crazy Rich Asians, I think that was when like the conversation really came up. Yeah. And so for her to not have an answer at this point, it's is kind of strange. <laughs> that was pretty disappointing
0: because yeah. it was a perfect uh, opportunity for her to open up that dialogue and just mm. talk about like what you just said, you know, like everything we just talked about, it would have been a perfect uh, moment for her to do that. But I don't know. It's very hard so to what, navigate, yeah. you know. Uh, well, what even,
1: are your specific, specific thoughts on her, Robin? I never really heard <sighs> from
0: you. And Again, personally, it's hard to say because like I can't really speak for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. personally, I was not offended, <laughs> yeah. um, but I also do get again, like like uh, Christina said, I also do get why people uh, would be, you know, and 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 that's valid too. You know, like just because I'm not offended doesn't mean like nobody else mm-hmm. should be offended, right? Um, and, it, and and and. It is it's a very tricky thing to navigate because like even on the flip side you know like let's not even just talk about like black culture you know like even asian culture right like there there's how many times uh uh like you know like the white girl mahjong or you know like mm. uh, uh little things that nuances that people like you know like they they they, like, borrow from the Asian culture, but, like, it's kind of, like, stereotypical, right? Uh-huh. And, and to any any other person who's non-Asian, it might seem like, yo, it's nothing. It's just a joke or, or, or it's just, like, they're just showing appreciation. Mm-hmm. But to us, it's offensive, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's why in the same vein, I can't really say... Um, I can only say like how i feel uh but i can't disregard every any other any mm. other people's views on it because like you know at the end of the day i'm not black you know like so yeah. um i can't say like oh i'm not offended so you shouldn't mm-hmm. be offended you know uh but i think we should all be open to the dialogue i think that's that's all all, all, all what i would have to say what about you Cal?
1: yeah I, I think with aquafina it's a very special case where it <laughs> seems like Her black scent kind of thing really just dropped once she got the Mm. accolades for her movie, and every interview after that, she speaks like she's—I don't want to say normal, but like (laughs) how like you would think she would speak versus the the whole black. Yeah, the status quo, but like it's a little weird because before she kind of pop out, she was with this whole Aquafina kind of like you know. Uh, character or whatever and with that she was definitely not speaking how she's speaking now Mm -hmm. in like normal interviews or when she's doing shows and whatnot so it's kind of begs the question so you've been doing that but then you suddenly drop it Mm -hmm. when you get famous or like again not addressing the issue of black scent when when like people in the black community have constantly be asking you that for so long and yet you don't do it Mm
3: -hmm.
1: it's like it's one thing where it's like you can be like oh i don't i'm not ready to talk about it but when the whole community keeps asking and asking so for so long and you still don't have an answer for them it's kind of like hmm but you are also say you you like the culture or like you would you you're into the music and all that stuff but mm-hmm. you're not respecting the community at the same
0: time okay kyle how about i got another question like because aquafina and the J Park situation is a little different, I find. How did you feel about the J? Like, did, did you see the video, Christina? Did you see the music video? For it Jay was Park. related to the J Park, sorry. the thirty yeah. rappers. No, where, no where, I they didn't did. They did the Kendrick that. Lamar Wait, DNA. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh. That. One, oh, so yeah. you don't, you don't even know about that one? Okay. No, so, I think
2: I saw some people saying stuff about J Park, but I didn't like dive oh,
0: into it. Oh, <laughs> okay. So basically, what hmm. happened was um, J Park. Um, he released this like rap video right and 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 the purpose of the rap video is like show korean pride and he wanted to you know give flowers to upcoming um korean rappers so it was um but i think the the thing the thing where it went wrong is because it was a remix Mm. of kendrick lamar's dna Mm. Um, um and then you know you know that track is like very like socially you know uh political and all that right where whereas this one like it's kind of like they did a remix and it's supposed to be like uh uh showing love to like koreans mm-hmm. but like if you look at the video it's like 30 uh, uh up and coming rappers uh korean rappers and they're all like in the uh they have like braids you know oh, like it's it yeah. like it was, so a lot of people were like yo they're not they should they're not even like they're just like appropriating um um you know uh so like Kyle, what did you did you, you saw the video? Yeah, I saw the video. Like, how did you feel about that? Because, like, yeah, like it it's <laughs> weird. Because I like, I I didn't feel like offended, offended, but like it was weird, right? So I can see how if you were, uh, like, it's like someone, it's like someone making like a 30, 30 rapper cut with like you know Chinese aesthetics. It, it, it'll be feel very very weird, right? So I think yeah
1: you definitely have to look it's interesting but like yeah. for me when i saw it or like became aware of it, it was like like at a certain point we got to really address the situation of how, like what is hip-hop for those in asia mm-hmm. like for the um, mm. we don't know for sure is it like just the entertainment value we felt mm-hmm. just like the, the the societal kind of thing because i think with hip-hop in the west is like there's a lot of like society kind of like no um, political stuff involved but i think when you bring it over to asia they only taking the aesthetics mm-hmm. the entertainment value and all that stuff so that's why they see no problem with like the braids or how they're dressed mm-hmm. that's how i see mm-hmm. when people that are rappers in asia does it mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's right but at the same time mm-hmm. i'm trying to understand from their perspective maybe they just see well braids or just fashion there's nothing right. more beyond that and mm-hmm. for them it may be the case but for people of that community it's not there's significance into the braids and all those stuff as we all know from history and all that stuff right so it's hard to say mm-hmm. right
0: well Christina how does your husband feel about this do you do you guys talk about um because you know like a in Asia like hip-hop is booming right now you know yeah. hip-hop mm-hmm. is booming um there's a lot of rappers coming up you know and it's like i feel like there are times where you know it's 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 growing so fast but they they you know over there they don't have like the education on right. like the uh originators or 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 like even like the social uh, things that that behind the music right so they're just like there to it's like they are appropriating in a way, right? Yeah. yeah. They're just they're just selling. Like, they're just like, oh, I just want the aesthetics and the music, but I don't really give a shit about the other stuff, right? right.
2: I think you know what I I get what you're saying, and it does yeah. make sense because you know culturally it's different, and mm-hmm. because you know in Asia you, most of the population is Asian, right? And yeah. so. But at the same time, and I think this applies to North American people too, people in North America, because there's a lot of appropriation here too, Mm -hmm. is like, it is so easy to find stuff now though, like the internet, back to the internet. It's really easy. Like the first time you get called out for wearing braids or something, it's not hard to find out why that's a problem. And so I think that while I can't understand, you know, maybe cultural differences, at some point you have to do your research,
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? If
2: I was able to find stuff without internet at the age of 15, and I had to use like the Dewey Decimal System in the library and stuff and Mm -hmm. actually like take out books, (laughs) then like you can literally find anything on the internet now. So at the same time, if you know enough to get the aesthetics down to the last point, how do you mm-hmm. how do you know enough to like braid your hair, but not know where it comes from? <laughs> like at some point, yeah. you had to go to the source, or somebody had to go to the source to give it to somebody else to give it to somebody else. Like there is an end to it. <laughs> like you can find where it came from, mm. and so I think that's the part that is, um, and that's you know my husband and I when we do talk about this, that's also what we talk about. Where it's like, how do you just know half of the history? Like just the parts parts Mm. you want to know. And then when you get called out, it's like, well, I didn't know. Mm. And it's like, but how did you know this, but you didn't know that. (laughs) Or
3: you you
2: turn it around and say like, well, you know, uh, Black women have straight hair, so why can't I have braids? And it's like, like, you're just Mm. saying that just to like be lazy and not actually figure it out so what you're saying is Mm -hmm. stop
0: being a casual right and be culture nerds (laughs) like us you know do your research research,
2: (laughs) it's literally like even just like youtube (laughs) like Mm, you can watch old videos there's literally articles of anything like you just whatever's on your mind put it in mm -hmm. that little search bar and you'll mm -hmm. find it (laughs)
1: yeah like i'm not like a the culture nerd like you guys are at all <laughs> but at the same time i'm aware of like you know hip-hop and stuff but like one of the things i found really cringe in terms of like rappers or hip-hop in asia is their aesthetics of like they for some reason still really like the like nothing wrong with it but like the the classic oversized jerseys and baggy jeans and then the do rags. durags There's nothing wrong and with it. like the <laughs> and the change of i'm like yes that's part of this hip-hop aesthetic but yeah. that is like from way back yeah. if you're gonna copy the styles of like recent times because th- that's how they're rapping can you at least kind of copy it at least <laughs> to, to like 2021 20, days because mm-hmm. rapper mm-hmm. these days in the west don't dress like that for most part yeah mm-hmm.
2: maybe they prefer the classics too <laughs> yeah. but then the, but they, the, the music
1: but they be, be mumbo rapping
2: yeah i was about to say the music is more current day but the style is more 90s that's interesting, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah. When I see them with durags, it's like you don't even yeah. need it. Like, do you, why do you
2: know what durags for? <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, do, the durags is, is problematic, but you know, yeah. everything else, oversized jerseys, I, I'm mm-hmm. down yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm okay well, the with that. But are making yeah. a <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, I, yeah, I think. I, um, because yeah. even in uh breakdancing, like you know, I always bring it back to the b-boy, but like. <laughs> You know, um, a a good thing about, like, how how the B-boys do it is, like, the education. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, teaching the youth. You know, there's the saying, each one teach one, right? So uh, the OGs really, like, own the history. Mm -hmm. And... um, A lot of times, you know, like in breaking, like every move has a history, every certain like even like a certain posture or like the way you do things has a history and a story behind it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, and then breakdancing does a really great job at teaching these things uh, uh, and explaining or even giving credit to like, okay, that this person created this, you know, and this is their story. Right. Whereas like I think that is lost in the music. Because there's no like, you know, like even like new like OGS they hate they don't they don't really teach the new generation. Well, maybe it's a little different now. Like, <laughs> you know, they they do show love, but then you know a lot of times it's like it's the new versus the old, right? Like it's right. like new gen like they don't respect the old gen, and the old old gen they don't respect the new <laughs> gen, and there's no like teaching moment there mm. in the music. Yeah. So maybe that, that that requires a little more education in in right. in, in that sense. Yeah, and makes sense.
2: again, I think yeah. just just with it being just more pop culture now and more mm. consumer driven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there are still people who you know aren't just trying to make a like a pop song or a hit song yeah. or whatever. I, I'm sure someone's gonna hear this and be like, "Well, what about so and so? What about so and so?" Like, I know yeah. there are other artists out there that are still you know trying to keep it the way it was originally, whatever. But mm-hmm. Um, I just think with a, it being so easy to just put something up on the internet verse and it just being popular culture, like, yes, you can have more education, but the people have to be open to, to getting the education too. Mm. Right. So back, I used to teach, um, at a college out here. And I remember my first year teaching, I would have like. A group of students that were just you know they were superstars they picked up everything they were like sponges you know they learned quickly blah 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 and then most people kind of fell into the middle. Where you know they're mostly getting it, but you know, like let's call it, say like the Bs and the Cs, There's <laughs> the A's, B's, C's. and mm-hmm. then there's this other group that just couldn't figure stuff out. And me being a new teacher, I was like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not explaining things well enough. Maybe I'm not giving them enough resources. Maybe I'm not whatever. So I was like, okay, let me let me get better at this. So, you know, I gave them more resources. I gave them more examples. I tried different teaching styles. I tried this and that. And then I found that those AB students, no matter what I did, they they would soak up everything I gave them. And the more that I did, the, the, the D students, the lazier they got,
0: mm-hmm. it was just
2: like, I would give them more information. And instead of just looking at it, they would just be like, can you just tell me? And so even if we provide more <laughs> education, they have to actually want it. Mm-hmm. And so and it kind of goes back to when you're asking me how did I even find this stuff pre internet and being yeah. in like kind of a smaller city, it's because I wanted to, mm-hmm. like, How was I in Abbotsford, like reading Malcolm X at 14 in the city that's growing and learning about that? I read, I remember I read Malcolm X, Queen and um, Roots, like back to back, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Just like discovering this something I would never hear in school. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't hear like my peers or my friends. I wouldn't see stuff like this on TV necessarily and stuff. So if I was able to do that in the nineties and um, you know, even just like finding the music and stuff took more effort and stuff and like figuring out how can I be a part of this culture without like overstepping my boundaries. If I could do that as a teenager in the nineties without access to the world, how can people not do that now, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when they've been called out, if yeah. we're talking about celebrities? Right. Um, so I didn't see the Jay Park thing, but I have been obsessed with reading about Jesse Nelson from Little Mix.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> fishing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's been called out about this, like for the last two years, at least from what I was reading. And she's still mm-hmm. like, I didn't know I was doing that but they're just you know, doubling
1: down on like yeah. being naive about it rather yeah, than And it's you know, like really, how
2: could you not know when people have been saying this but then you also have people who say it's okay like you know she's got Nicki Minaj in the video she's got mm-hmm. Diddy in the video so now she's like well if I was doing something wrong then they wouldn't have supported me
0: mm-hmm. and so
2: you have to like be open to it it's a fine line because you have to be open to the criticism if you get it but then you also have to figure out which criticism is valid as well Mm -hmm. and so if you have a lot of people telling you you're fine you're fine you're fine you have a lot of yes men around you then you're Mm -hmm. never going to figure it out right yeah
0: yeah Yeah. so i i agree i agree so like (laughs) christina says you know just be like the 90s kids put in a (laughs) little more work you know yeah and, and, and do the research man you know <laughs> and in terms, yeah
1: in terms of research even though you say like if for the kids if they don't want to find out or they don't want to know they don't want to know but if say they do want to know what are like at least music wise you think they should go back and you know find out more about if they really want to know the culture are you, are you talking about the golden
0: them? era gems oh
1: it doesn't have to be but like okay
0: i mean we could go yo christina why don't you drop your you know top five dead or alive
3: (laughs) i can't
2: do a top five well first i will say listen to my podcast they reminisce Mm. over you because the point of the podcast is part reminiscing but Mm -hmm. also part deep diving and educating if you didn't know Mm -hmm. so we relaunched our website to even give you more information so On the website, you get a transcript, but then you also have footnotes. So sometimes we may mention something, and like for us, it's like, oh, that hot 97 performance. And someone else will be like, what's hot 97? What are they talking about? (laughs) And so, you know, we'll have like little references and footnotes and stuff to that. So you can like, do your research all in one mm. spot. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, I mean, if you're into, okay, so I'll, I guess so maybe I'll do hip hop first or rap and then I'll say r b But if you want to discover like the golden, the second golden era, <laughs> I can't really talk about the 80s because I wasn't there, but that- Mid 90s, definitely um, see Naza's first album was like a big deal at the time. It's a little dated now. So half the album sounds a little dated, but there are definitely still some gems and definitely something worth um, like discovering if you've never heard it before, especially because he's still making music. So it's good to go back to that. And um, I was a big, I was a big East Coast fan, but then I loved Warren G so much Ooh. that I had a T-shirt that said G Funk Era Made, <laughs> and I used to wear that until like the shirt stretched out. So definitely Warren G's first album. Um, let's see who else today really like um, Mob Deep mob deep's first album
0: that's my that's my face
2: (laughs) and as much as we talk about these mumbo rappers slash sing-song rappers they were doing a lot of singing back then too so bone Mm -hmm. thugs and Mm -hmm. harmony singing rappers that and it's almost halloween so bone thugs music is kind of creepy too So (laughs) this is a good season to be listening to some bone thugs was that how was that four
0: I think that's a good list. That's a good yeah. list. What about you, Robin? You know? Oh man, let's not. You know, like, like I, I, just listen to Christina's podcast. You know, because I don't want to cause <laughs> mad controversies with my list. You know, <laughs> and Christina, uh, what about for R&B? Yeah, R&B.
2: Um, oh my God, SWV's first album. I've been listening to that for days. Um, because when we think SWV, we always think like. Week or I'm so into you but there's definitely some album cuts that if you want to know what like 93 94 sound R&B sounds like give it to me SWB album cut Mm -hmm. I love it but Mm -hmm. the whole first album is very 90s R&B um Mm -hmm. of course Mary J Blige the first album is a great introduction to her but that second album my life that is like
3: the (laughs) best
2: like that's easily top five for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and definitely jodeci i was a big jodeci and Men fan back in the day but these days mm voiceman they did not stand the test of time (laughs) jodeci stands the test of time voiceman is like when you're a kid and and you're like oh that's so sweet but as an adult you're like this is kind of corny i'm sure this is going to stir up some controversy (laughs) because i've seen the battles on twitter over that but yeah forget voiceman listen to Jodeci mm-hmm. <laughs> um that was three who else do I listen to Usher I mentioned mm-hmm. him already um Tidra Moses which was our first episode of the uh podcast she's definitely one of those like she's not 90s I think she came out more early 2000s but mm-hmm. she's definitely definitely an underrated R&B artist that deserves more listens
0: mm-hmm. that that's amazing mm-hmm. uh I have one more question, you sure. know, before we, yeah, I don't want to take out too much of your time, but you know, I just thought of this in my in my mind. What's okay. your most controversial hip hop or R and B or maybe pop culture? What's your most controversial opinion?
2: My most, you know, controversial.
0: I'll give you an example. Like I have okay. a lot of hip hop controversies, <laughs> okay. you know, like oh. like my 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 like I myself personally. This is personal. You know, okay. I'm, not, I'm not, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I I liked. I prefer Nas's. It Was Written Over Illmatic. That's my hip-hop controversial opinion. You know
2: what? I don't really find that controversial.
0: Oh, you don't find that controversial? Because I I, I talk to some people and they're like, yo, what? You don't. No,
2: I mean, I guess especially with your age too.
0: Exactly. That's what I tell them. So that actually makes sense
2: (laughs) to me. (laughs) Now, if you were going to say Nostradamus, that would be controversial.
0: Mm Mm-hmm i because like that I... album too oh
2: <laughs> i'm gonna chalk that up to your age <laughs> that was where i was like oh no <laughs> i can't i can't get over you me. <laughs>
0: uh, i'm a hipster what can i say you know <laughs> but I'll yeah like yourself you. you're like
2: 10 years younger than you <laughs> <already. laughs> me. Mm.
0: but do you have um, anything like that do you have any opinions like that that are like that might might get heated in certain rooms i, I
2: th- I don't know, this isn't necessarily controversial, but I do think that there are certain artists that get held up, um, you know, as the greats, so much mm-hmm. that people are just so blinded by it. So like, I love Tupac, I love Nas, I love Jay-Z. Um, but
0: Uh-oh.
2: I, I think especially with Tupac, maybe because, I mean, he, like people, the way people, Hold him up.
1: Uh oh. Oh my. Uh
0: oh.
2: It's like they almost forgot. Like they are more in love with with the
0: the the, the persona his legacy than like okay. it's
2: like you, like. But do you like the music? Like you know what I mean? Oh Does God. that make any sense? That <laughs> is
0: so controversial. Because I'm a Tupac guy. I'm a Tupac <laughs> that is very guy.
2: I'm like Tupac. I'm saying I'm not yeah. saying that he's not he's not like i understand why he's in people's top fives yeah but i think people become so enamored with uh,
0: okay now like i think was, you bring up a i think you bring up a good point because right because, <laughs> because like now are you saying this because uh, and i thought this was going to be a quick question but i think we have to get into it now okay because are you just saying that because you don't consider Tupac technically a, a a better rapper than say um other Mount Rushmore level of rappers. Like is that is that what you're saying? Like he's no, just not.
2: I think that people let mm-hmm. their idea of him cloud their judgment. Like it, it it seems like okay. On the other hand of not knowing your history, I think mm. there are people who. Okay, maybe this is more of a controversial opinion. (laughs) We're going to get off a little. Tupac kind of plays into it. But I think there are some people who know so many facts and know so much history
3: Mm -hmm. and don't
2: understand, like, the culture that they know what they're supposed to say, but they don't really understand it. So when you say top five, you're like, Tupac, Biggie, Nas, Jay-Z, because they know those are the greats but mm-hmm. like how do you really feel are you just saying that because you know that's what the hip-hop heads want to hear mm. are you just saying that because you did do your history and you know that this yeah. is the right answer <laughs> whatever so i just sort of feel like um especially because he's no longer with us that mm. that he's an easy person for people to latch on for legitimacy i love tupac mm. so that means i
1: understand do, do you feel like like a, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like
0: fit? the same or,
1: or do you feel like a lot of people are like, say, they love Tupac? And Wu Tang, that's like, another
2: good example too. Ooh, people who ooh, love yeah. Wu Tang are like, I know every word, every song, mm. but it's like, but you still, like, you don't realize you're appropriating. You don't realize mm. you're slightly racist sometimes because of <laughs> all the Wu Tang <laughs> lyrics. And like, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I think,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, weird because maybe it's, again, because of our different uh, generational gap. Because mm-hmm. um, for me, Tupac meant a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when I was in high school, it was like Nas and Tupac was the dudes, uh-huh. you know, like. And so the songs to me, like, yo, they meant a lot to me, man. Like, because it uh-huh. was so because it was like, you know, Biggie is a technically good rapper, you know, and not to say his his subject matter is dope, too. Right. Um, But Tupac is like it's like emotion. It's like poetic. Yeah. It's like emotion. So it's like. Yeah.
2: I don't know man I don't know no, my, I, don't I, my, I yeah. definitely agree yeah. that he deserves to be up there with the greats but mm-hmm. I think I'm not wording this very well I think what I'm trying to say is because people know he's a great that they feel like
0: mm. this will or, legitimize oh. them. yeah by yeah. saying yeah it's like it's, it's like people yeah. saying Nas is, is the best like even to me yeah. like like I'm gonna be honest Nas is one of my is in my top 10 he's in my top five even yeah. but like i can't say i listen to him all the time i can't say he's i listen to him all the time you know that's what i'm saying that's, <laughs> yeah. what, I'm saying. that's yeah. what i'm saying but it's like it's like people just know that you have to say naz. you have to say yeah i think that's what Nas. i'm trying
2: to say like you don't have yeah. to say naz you don't have to say to buck you don't have to yeah, say
0: B. exactly yeah. i mean no, you, i feel that but feel it makes that. sense yeah. if you do yeah
2: but if you want to mm. say I don't know somebody else <laughs> like, I, <laughs>
0: like I, I, I told I get what you're saying now it's like mm-hmm. you respect them you respect them as the greats but yeah personally it's like how I said personally I think it was written is better than Illmatic I'm not yeah. disregarding Illmatic I think Illmatic's still legendary mm-hmm. but personally uh what I like to listen to is it was written right. Like I'll listen it to was that written all day was solid too. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> but so I yeah. think again
2: like with your age like because mm-hmm. when um when Ilmada came out i think i was about 14 15. so at that time mm. and then he was very like and he was a new artist so i was like who's this kid right yeah, yeah. but so that would have made you a kid when that came yeah out. i was so a little you kid have had, <laughs> yeah he wouldn't yeah. have had that same anticipation or whatever no for sure so it makes sense sure. yeah. kyle i think you wanted to ask something
1: no, I was gonna say, like, you, you kind of explain, like, oh, okay. people pay the respect of yeah. like of oh, Tupac. But I think it's more like they know more about his legacy rather yes. than the music itself. Like yeah. I'm not saying the music is not great, but I'm saying like people think the legacy oh wow, like all the stuff he has <laughs> able to yeah. accomplish in so little time be- before yeah. he was he passed away and stuff. That's what makes him so great. I yeah. think some people get clouded by that, like. Look at all the all the things he left behind, and mm-hmm. everyone is loves him and all that stuff. I think that would make him a top five for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, and I want to be like you weren't even there. <laughs> no,
0: that hurts. that hurts.
2: I was there. That hurts.
0: I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was way too young when he was in his prime. But I love yeah. yo. Tupac is Tupac is my favorite man. Like, he's a dope actor too. Gridlocked. Mm-hmm. Gridlocked is like my favorite Tupac movie, and it's like the guy's poetic amazing.
2: justice.
0: Yeah. So um uh, man we, we 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 that 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 took a long time you know Like that, that was a <laughs> you know, that's the thing with that's the thing with uh, when you get into like these pop culture discussions you know like mm-hmm. it just like you know we might have to do another episode on this but uh <laughs> you know uh before you go like I actually wanted to get a little bit into your coding stuff too, because sure. like I thought that was pretty interesting. But we don't have to, we don't have to go too in depth. But like, I just wanted <laughs> to know, like, how did that? How, how did you get into coding? Like, how? How? Uh, like, it yeah. seems kind of random. Like, with someone that's like so into, yeah. uh, hip hop and R and B. Like, how? How did that come? Uh, come in as a passion?
2: Um, I think I always, I always, um, just kind of like tinkering with computers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I was like the computer person in my house like every time I'm like, <laughs> oh I can't print this thing or yeah. can you make me a sign or whatever like yes. I was that person and I was like on the internet and all that stuff oh man I used to go to these hip-hop chat rooms too
3: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah remember message boards <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I didn't do it too much I creeped a little bit I was more about the chat rooms um yeah. but yeah so I was always just kind of like interested in kind of like computers in general and I always liked to draw, like I used to just draw anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so after I finished uh, university, so I got my degree in psychology and communications.
0: Oh, wow. And then I'm like,
2: uh, what kind of job? Actual job. And so I was coming up short with paid work, <laughs> any work after I yeah. graduated. And I was doing this little, um, just like a little temp job administrative assistant or something other and i was like going through the junk mail and then i saw this like 14 week web design program and this was before coding boot camps were like all the rage so it's just like a little certificate program and again like i was telling you i was like 25 26 at the time already like oh my god i'm so behind in my life right (laughs) and so when i was like oh this is only 14 weeks like i don't have to do another two three four years Mm -hmm. i can do this And i'm like i like computers and um i had made like a very basic web page in one of my classes, uh, like when I was in university. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, I was like, cause it felt like I was kind of like drawing on the internet. <laughs>
3: and so yeah. I think it
2: kind of appealed to like the artistic side. And then when I saw the program, I was like, I'm not doing anything with my wife. What's another 14 <laughs> weeks, let me give this a try. And I was lucky because I was a broke post-college student, but I had been saving for a car. Mm. And so I was like, okay, the car is gonna have to wait. I want to take this car money, pay for this program and hopefully get a job and so I did the program and that's pretty much how I got into web development and, as you were saying, like, how could you saying that, like my interests don't really seem to match. And that was also something that I was kind of like focused on a while like after being working for a while, like, you know, when you're new, you don't want to like shake the table and stuff. But mm-hmm. later in my career, I started doing more like community work and trying to like increase diversity and just sort of like show people that like you can do this, even if you're not sort of like stereotypical what we usually see coders are or, mm. or like. And that's also kind of like with the teaching and stuff, too, because I found that even for myself, because when you're doing web programming or any like programming general, you constantly have to learn because things are always changing. So even when I was trying to learn new stuff, I would watch these videos or take a course. And I just like I couldn't connect with the instructors because there's also a very like the, the culture in tech is can be a little bit not welcoming to Mm. outsiders. And so there was always kind of this air of like, oh, you're not a real developer if you do this, that and the other. And so I even found learning was hard for me as someone who was working as a developer because I still had to deal with the, you're not a real developer if you don't know this already or just the way that information was presented just didn't speak to me. So that was another reason why I gravitated towards teaching because Mm. I'm like, well, if I want more people like like me (laughs) to come into this industry, then maybe they need to learn from someone that they can relate to. Like I had my college students uh, rebuild the um, outcast at last website because I just came back from the concert.
3: <laughs> nice. so I was like, Oh, instead yeah. of
2: making them build like your typical hello world website, I'm like, yeah. let's go rebuild this outcast website because I just came back from the concert. And that's all I want to talk about. Awesome. <laughs> and so The yeah. students were like, Oh, this is fun. And I remember the, in their like goodbye card they gave me at the end of the semester. Uh, one of the students wrote, um, please don't leave us forever, ever. Like, oh. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's
3: sick. <laughs> that's sick.
2: and so it's nice to like feel like they see someone that maybe they didn't think they would see and it's also nice for me to know that there are mm-hmm. like people coming in that feel like me too and that's me. awesome yes yeah, so
3: yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: and if I can make a request, can you please make a tutorial of how to make a GeoCities style site? You know, because I think they need <laughs> okay. to bring those back. Will, like, keep bring those back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs>
0: um, well, Christina, it was amazing talking to you, you know, um, getting all your stories and, and all the cool stuff that you're doing. Um, for the listeners that want to check your stuff out, you know, <laughs> what's the best way to find your stuff?
2: Well, for the podcast, the best way is troypodcast.com, T-R-O-Y, mm-hmm. podcast.com, and then it'll link to all of our socials and stuff. And then for me personally, um, just Um, and my Twitter might be a good place because I kind of just talk about everything on my Twitter, which is also at christinatrong. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm. That's awesome. And uh, Kyle, if people want to listen to your amazing podcast, we're going to check that out. Uh, Check it out
1: on uh, What Kind of Asian Are You podcast on Instagram and on all the kind of major
0: streaming platforms. Yeah. And uh, Robin, where can they find you? Well, I'm not too important, but you can follow me on Instagram at Conrock, C-O-N-R-O-C. But what is important is please show us some love and support the show. Just follow us on Instagram at NeverJadedPod. And just subscribe to wherever you're listening, you know what I mean? Like, we want to keep growing this show so we can show love to the guests like <laughs> Christina here, you know, because they're doing great things and that, that we enjoy, you know? So we just want to, like, show the world, give them some shine, so... Uh with that said, Christina, again, it was great having you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks and for having me. Yeah, best of luck with all your stuff. And Thank you. we'll, we'll we'll have to like do another episode to catch up with you and see how it going. <laughs> yeah. So uh with that said, um, peace out. <laughs>